0: The owls are not what they Welcome, welcome to this month's this this edition of the Film Ireland Podcast. I remain Richard drum joined again by uh,
1: sarah cullen <laughs> uh, um,
0: so first off, just to just to flag it, the galway Film Flaw starts next week or Whenever you're listening to this relative to next week, mm. uh, the past, potentially. <laughs> but if it isn't the past and it is at least the present, uh, do check out Philomarlin's website where we'll have plenty of news and interviews and reviews and all the up to date knowledge you come to us for. That sounded very sarcastic, but I meant it genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> the site's good. The podcast is bad. We're bad at this. Everyone else is fine. Uh, so do check out that for all your Flan mm-hmm. needs. I guess we'll start off with the now customary Netflix roundup because Netflix does churn out films mm. endlessly. It seems of uh, mostly not great quality, but occasionally there's a good one that gets really good reviews, and that means Sarah hate uh, <laughs> We we'll get that in a minute, though. Sarah, why not kick us off with some of the ones you saw? All right, which I'm trying to find on the list I wrote down. <laughs>
1: um, yes, so I suppose I might talk about. Uh... Rim of the world yes start that'd off be with. good yeah this is one that we did not well sorry i did not <laughs> think that it was good but i don't think anyone else did either because a lot of people were talking about how they turned it off after the first 15 minutes so an you impressive know. feat for a netflix exactly um, yeah yeah no I that's think this mcg is, right mcg made that one yes, he? yes yeah of course he did. i think this is yeah this might be like the bottom of the the bottom barrel <laughs> yeah like it's you know it's bad netflix but that's saying something.
0: Worse than Cloverfield Paradox?
1: Oh, actually, I didn't see that. So <laughs> well, okay. maybe, maybe not. But um, yeah, I suppose actually this is... Well, no, I was going to say this is kind of, I guess, a v- vaguely similar idea in that it is um, the apocalypse has come, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's not really explained, but also the film doesn't care to explain Great. it. <laughs> um, it's pretty much just like, oh, look, aliens have arrived. There's some sort of big massive war going on but because we're seeing it from the point of view of four kids who are um at summer camp they're pretty much just it's yeah they're pretty much just tasked with like you get this key go um go bring this key to the place where we where you save everyone which happens to be like a nasa center and don't worry about like why any of this is happening so it actually ends up being quite wizard of oz Uh, okay (laughs) um they're um, How long is this movie? It's only like 90 minutes. Like <laughs> it's, no, yeah, no, I mean, it's like mercifully short, I guess. <laughs> there's, I think four, yeah, there is four kids. One of them's like cowardly. One of them can't read. <laughs> like there's, it's sort of amazing that they're basically each. Is like, this intentional or is like pure fluke? Oh, think I, think oh well, I think it's very intentional. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's so much um cribbing of other, of other franchises and, and properties going on. Like, and actually, I think unlike unlike previous attempts at at sort of you know eighties nostalgia, I mm. th- I don't think this has worked at all. Which is you know that's that's good. People have like a, an outer limit to it. <laughs> I, like yeah, no, it was interesting. I mean, just seeing responses from other people as well as myself. I mean, just writing terrible. Um, actually, really, <laughs> yeah, gee, <laughs> it's fair. But actually, also, um. Or also very bad um, editing. It was mm, it, like... Interesting. A, yeah. Um, I mean, there was no sense of pacing whatsoever. So everything is just happening um, without like a pause. Like even actually actors talking, it's nearly like they don't get a breath between. Um, Do you think <laughs> maybe things? it was a much
0: longer film and they realized it was pure shite it, and mm, just make it 90 minutes? They, they, they might out. have done that mm. because there's
1: actually some even... I suppose there's even mm. other lazy parts where it's like someone's like running to a window to climb through it but then yeah. you don't see them climb through it then they're just to the other side. Oh. So that's I efficient. yeah I don't um. it's very efficient. Yeah, like maybe it's maybe there's something going on there. It's a, kind of mm. impressive in its own right maybe. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> but uh. yeah, no it's um it's, it's 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 extremely poor. Um it's also got a lot of criticism for its um racism which is always that I have good. heard. <laughs> um it's some, authentic 80s you guys. There yeah. have to be some racism. Yeah, that's it there's i think sort of the pinnacle of it is there's one um the the the, the token black kid mm-hmm. um is he's you know from the hood so he's you know talking up his game and talking about how many you know girls he slept with when he's 13 or whatever God. and Ugh. the big the big twist reveal is uh-huh. that his dad is going to jail <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that's so, sensitive <laughs> yeah so
1: they re- I mean they really know how to uh Flip, you know, flip the script here. That, Yeah, it's um, it's like I genuinely don't think anyone's going to bother watching it. So just continue not watching it. Cool. So
0: Good. Uh-huh. From one slightly dodgy message <laughs> to another. Uh, I just have <laughs> on my notes. Uh, the last note I have in this film is that it's weirdly pro-life, but I'm trying to recall <laughs> how it is that. So I'll, t- I'll ramble on and see if we get there. So I Am Mother, which is the Netflix original. Um. Sorry, I just heard the most unsettling rustling behind me. I don't know what it was. It's probably fine. If we d- die horribly, Sleep let us be the final record. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the spider people. <laughs> um, so I am Mother. It's a a robot. Wakes up after some kind of unnamed apocalypse happens and begins birthing a child via like frozen embryos. And you're shown that there's like, millions and millions of embryos. Or is it 63,000 is the number they give? I don't know. Lots of embryos to repopulate the Earth with. Uh, so she raised this one girl on her own to... like. Teenage level, and then we kind of start the story properly there. and um, I kind of don't want to give a lot of it away because it it's sort of one large mystery, but also it isn't that hard to figure out. But it's still it it's quite nicely paced, and even though ostensibly nothing really happens for most of it, it's never boring. Yeah. If that makes sense, like it, it's quite engaging. It's only it's only four actors, so it's Hilary Swank. I think Rose Byrne voices the robot and then it's some new actress as a teenager and then there's someone doing the mocap of the robot uh, and they're very impressive. Um, the robot movements are very... just close enough to human to be sympathetic but still quite alien and there's like little kind of head tilts and the way it runs is very unsettling. And mm-hmm. It's good though. Again, Rose Byrne, very soothing. So, you know, yin and yang. Um, it looks very good. I, it has that Netflix thing of you know, it's always, and I'll get to this again in a minute, it's always like two houses and then uh. some location work. The location work is usually the more expensive looking bit, but it's mm. always quite brief. And then it's just, here are the four sets we have. Um, So this one kind of gets away with it because it's set in a bunker, most of it. So they can kind of get away with having like one set. And then they do a bit of outside-y stuff. And it, it looks impressive enough, given that it had to all be CGI. Mm. Um. I'm not sure how much of the robot is CGI and how much is actually practical. It's kind of hard to tell. That's also a good thing. Mm. Um, I think the pro-lifeness came in from <laughs> the fact that the only time we see the word like abort on screen uh, is, is, is as a sort of, there's a vaguely eugenics-y thing going on that, that's tied to the idea of like aborting unwanted or, uh, not unwanted necessarily, but more Humans that mm. didn't meet the criteria the robot had in her head uh, at any age. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was like, eh, <laughs> "This sounds a bit like a message certain Americans might be putting forward as a real thing that's happening, but it isn't actually." Uh. <laughs> um, but that's it's, it's sort of minimal. Compare. I don't. I don't think the film was intentionally trying to be some weird, like, dark money pro-life lobby movie. Mm. <laughs> it's just.
1: Yeah. yeah, no. I, I suppose just thinking about it in a certain way, I think if you, I don't know, if you are trying to make a message around that sort of thing without mm-hmm. like a a sort of concrete idea behind it, you yeah. probably can kind of stray into that area unintentionally.
0: I think it is more that because I think the film was just more broadly trying to have a everyone stop making war and solve mm-hmm. the climate issue kind of message, okay, yeah, <laughs> but it's bearded yeah. into more babies. Uh, <laughs> no, but also. But that's fine. Um, I do think as Netflix movies go, it's definitely one of the better ones I've seen recently. Mm. I think, like all Netflix films, it has that sort of mid-section where you're like, this is actually pretty okay so far. Okay. So it has to turn the shit at the end. And it doesn't entirely turn the shit, but the ending is very, eh. It's not, given that it seems to be building up towards like three or four different mysteries, the actual revelation of what's going on isn't that hard to figure out. It isn't that interesting mm. or original. It's sort of just, it's a perfectly adequate ending, if that makes sense. Like, it's fine. I personally would have liked to see it go a different way. It's fine. If they need to make a sequel, they can. They won't. Um, mm. Why would they? Um,
1: yeah,
0: it's certainly better okay. than what you just yeah, talked yeah. about.
1: Yeah, F- funny actually. <laughs> Having not seen it. Yeah, actually, funny talking about like <laughs> messages at the yes. end of movies, which is the one thing I forgot to say about Rim of the World. I was, believe you. Yes. <laughs> so most of the world building is extremely hazy. The, mm. I suppose one of the like, one concrete thing you do get is apparently. Europe is gone. So don't worry about Europe. It's gone. Why <laughs> specify that? Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like the, the 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 few things that they do specify are very unsettling. And the other thing that they specify is that the object basically that mm-hmm. enables them to save the world is like leftover weaponry from the Cold War.
0: Who wrote? This? Did McGee write this, Andrex or just direct this?
1: I don't know. i mean, I'm not sure who I'll wrote it. i look into next. this now. there's um,
0: some like strange doomsday preference Yeah, thinking, like, yeah. Europe so being this gone seems is... <laughs> a very particular, weirdly right wing thing to say.
1: Yeah, and I suppose as well, it just, it's. I suppose it's sort of the one thing that does justify the 80s nostalgia. Is just like, oh. Go... No, cool. Sure, sure, sure. God bless America. Um, (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that's basically all I had to say. But just yeah, uncomfortable messages that are kind of brought in at the end of the movie. Good. Uh,
0: Again, probably get to more of those. Yeah, um, Yeah, yeah. So you had, well, a different kind of racist film from Netflix to talk about.
1: Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> um, that
0: was a terrible, very awkward, and I apologise. That segue, but here we are.
1: Um, I presume we're, we're talking about when they see. Yes, us? Yes, I was <laughs> actually thinking about
0: it. The last two Netflix films we have are both kind of racist, so that's yeah, it's hard to know what we're talking about. But um,
1: yeah. the, the theme of this episode, <laughs> excellent. White people discuss race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess this is yeah quite a different animal to what we have been talking about before because it's Ava um, DuVernay's uh, four-part. I suppose fictional, but I think it's pretty close mm-hmm. to the reality of the case of the um Central Park Five who have who were the five young boys who were accused of raping a, a woman um in Central Park. I suppose it was like thirty years ago now, was
0: it? Mm, probably around that.
1: Um but um have like since been exonerated and um I mean essentially the the drama demonstrates how Incredibly insane, it was that they would that they'd even be accused in the first place. Like so, so much was set up to to intentionally bring down these uh, five teenagers who had absolutely nothing to do with with the crime and were essentially just profiled for being black. So it's yeah, very very um tough going. Hmm. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, so the, the the four episodes are sort of they also span a huge amount of time because it's from when. The teenagers are originally accused all the way up until they were, uh, they finally got exonerated, I guess is the word, in, I think it was 2014. God. So yeah, they, like, uh, and some of them were still in prison at this yeah. point. Um, so it is, qu- it's quite unbelievable there's a lot of incredible um acting and performances going on in there I suppose maybe the the most interesting one is i can't remember his name now he he's he plays the middle incarnation in uh moonlight
0: oh right okay yeah uh
1: so he plays yeah um one of the, the five of the central park five yeah. um but he unlike the the others who have two actors he actually plays both the teenage and the adult version. Yeah. Um,
0: prosthetics or?
1: no? I, oh, I possibly some prosthetics, but I think actually, um, he, like he's young enough. Um, he's I think he's only twenty
0: one. Like change his hair? Well How did they that? Like, <laughs> the,
1: like uh, I mean, they are they obviously did really good makeup jobs, but I I think him being very clean shaven, um, hmm. at first, uh, uh, you know, it, like it 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 works very well. I don't know how much there there might have been some prosthetics, all right, but um. I mean, it looks really real. It's really impressive. Um, It's one of those shows that I'm sure that there's some criticisms to be had. But (laughs) I mean, it's kind of hard to criticize it when you're like crying through it. And uh, yeah, I suppose actually one thing I was really impressed about was that they focus a lot on family members around the five. And uh, one of them has actually like in real life had a... A sister who was trans, and they actually got a, a trans actress to play. Oh, cool! Um, that's to play incredibly part. rare, <laughs> and it, like, it, yes. I mean, it was refreshingly just uh, so so nice to to find out that they were you know loyal to the the, the, the original mm. woman's storyline and then did it really well. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's very good storytelling, and actually, what I, what I was very impressed about as well was um. Uh, you know, I was wondering after the first episode, how are they going to address like the the Trump in the room, <laughs> Um, because Donald Trump was very um, uh, vocal oh, yeah. during the during the trial and said like, I mean, the most unbelievable. Like, obviously, you can believe him mean, saying yeah. that, <laughs> At this point in the future, yes, yes, can. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, saying like the the death penalty should be brought back, saying that um, yes, he did, yeah, saying if he was um, what is it, if he was like basically born again uh he would want to be born as a as a young black man because they have like so much opportunities that the rest of the world don't have
2: God.
1: um yeah and so i was yeah as i say wondering what they were going to do and what they did was just have him on television in the background just like mm. saying you know like it was just the uh the clips of him from the time which you know you can't I guess it's the most foolproof way of just showing what yeah. he did. Um, I'm Robbie sure still being
0: called a, a, criti- oh, a stitch-up yeah. job of him, making him look bad. Well, he Certainly. said those things. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Hmm.
1: So anyway, it's, yeah, really, really good. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, rare for Netflix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although it's, it's more TV show than film, isn't it? So it? True. They're usually better for those.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know, Ava DuVernay seems to, like, pretty much always be on the ball. So That's
0: also true. Um but now DC have her, so we'll see what happens Ooh. with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so the last Netflix one we'll go with is The Perfection, which yes. I think we both heard about around the same time and both assumed going in it would be good because everyone said it was good mm-hmm. and then it was not good. Uh what was your, like, tap out point where you went, no, this is pure shite? Like, what point, roughly, do you recall where you went, no, nah, I think I'll stop now? Like, uh, you said watch it, but, like,
1: yeah, yeah, are your we, brain
0: decided you hated it.
1: Yeah, are we, will we spoil things? Oh, absolutely, spoil okay, this one. Um, I saw like a
0: quick plot synopsis. It's your one from Get Out. I can't remember mm-hmm. her name. Al-
1: uh, it's um Alison Williams. Sounds right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's a protege violin player who had to quit violin playing when she was younger because her mother got sick and then her mother is now dead so she goes back to her old mentor who was a new young protege and then they have a little kind of road trip around Korea where mm. the new protege seems to just go nuts and cut off her own arm and then we get one of the first of several uh, rewind flashbacks showing mm. what actually happened it turns out that uh, I didn't actually Google her name all the time <laughs> while doing it <laughs> I think you're right with the name though yes. let's just make sure 100% Alison Williams correct um, so she is actually revenge fueled now because she recalls that the the school of music that she was a part of is actually some weird sex cult um, <laughs> that's indoctrinating these kids and it is making them play violin real good like mm. but it's also <laughs> having sex cults up with them and they don't remember these things so she needed your woman's hand cut off. She couldn't play violin anymore so that she could wake up from the days of yeah. sex cultism <laughs> and know what happened to her. And then they... Well, it's it's four or five plots after that, but they they burn down the place together, essentially. And mm. yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, I think it had me for the first, I want to say, hour. It's about a 90-minute okay. movie. I think... The first half hour is genuinely great because you don't know what's happening. And it's mm. just very engaging yeah, yeah. and it's just very intense... Um, and then the first of those rewinds happens. I was like, that's incredibly cheap, but okay. I let it slide. Mm. And then you get a an bit and it happens again. Like, okay, well now I think I'm <laughs> I think, okay. Now I can stop. But as far as the point where your woman finds Alison's house and like kidnaps her, like this yeah. is going weird directions. I'm kind of on board with this. But <laughs> I was like, no, no, this is kind of crap now. Yeah.
1: Um, I think, ugh. I think for me, I was I think I was getting deeply like not to say I wasn't still finding it interesting but I was getting deeply uncomfortable when they when basically they had like the black character about to shit herself on a bus <laughs> which happens yeah. when Alison yeah. uh, Williams is yeah she basically poisons her new girlfriend or friend um to like in order to well well yeah it's what is it it's basically she wants her to believe that she's going insane or th- that she's seeing, like, bugs and...
0: She gives her, like, her mother's pain medication, yeah. whatever, and it has, like, hallucinatory properties if taken yes. in vast quantities. So, yeah, she's kind of using parasuggestion to tell her what she's seeing. Yes. And then she's seeing, like, bugs in her hands and, like, bugs in her vomit. and Yeah. I hadn't thought about the shitting point. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 like... I don't know if the movie could have still <laughs> saved itself, but I think mm. at that point I was like, this is, is going to take <laughs> <up."> <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think I had got an inclination going in that it was going yeah. to maybe go south. So I think I was maybe waiting for that moment.
0: I think we both, yeah, I think Nia had seen and when we saw that tweet from our, our mutual friend, Sertia, who thought it was terrible. And mm. I'd seen enough good reviews and I Me and sort of discreet enough on films in the past, it like, is eh, this could be okay, but no, no, it, it was that. <laughs> um, uh, but I gave it the best benefit of the doubt I could as far as I could. Mm. Um, yeah, just you say it like I know there's obviously the white saver thing at the end. Um, whatever making a black character shit themselves in the bus is, there's the whole sort of psycho lesbian yeah. aspect, it just hits a lot of boxes yeah. in a very McGee like way, of just <laughs> bad ideas, very but no movie. Yeah. Um,
1: um. And actually, I think another uh, well, another reason that I was very uneasy was, and I think this is very interesting, and is also kind of to mm-hmm. do with literary his- history. So I'm going to bring that in for a second. Oh, <laughs> but um, ca- but uh, people of color getting their limbs cut off is um, like has a long history, of, like this trope that goes a long way mm-hmm. back, and it's essentially been used as a way to demonstrate that, like, say Native Americans but also but also black people that they're basically like they can be um heroic and brave but their attempts end in them like losing parts of themselves and de- basically demonstrating that they're not like fit for the modern world right <laughs> so um That's
0: upsetting yeah
1: yeah it's not <laughs> it's, this. it's not great <laughs> um so i mean it does i i think it i, I presume that um, the filmmakers weren't I don't know whether they're, they're aware of this or not but the fact that they basically had a, a person of colour convince themselves to cut off their own arm is deeply problematic for my, mm, you know mm-hmm. from my research <laughs> basically this is very fair um... <laughs>
0: I also just don't know what the point of it was. Like it yeah. was just it was a trashy exploitation y movie, which is fine, those are okay. But it felt like it needed to have a point or a subtext yeah. given what it was about and how specific a lot of its oddness and Definitely. discomfort was. But I I don't know what the point of it was in the end. Yeah, like, it was no. just it's a thing that existed with narrative, but there was no. Yeah, anything. no.
1: And I think even like from a very basic plot point of view, it, it fails because like if she's willing if Alison Williams is willing willing to go and convince an innocent person to cut their arm off surely she could go and just cut the ar- ar- cut the guy's arm off the-, the guy that she hates she could just go lop off his arm uh, his world will end that's what yep. she wanted in the first place
0: which they do in the end anyway I they do in the um, end anyway
1: yeah. I mean I think wasn't
0: enough to wake her from no. her, her slumber of <laughs> sex <laughs> cult <not>. sleep apparently <laughs> not
1: which is um, just also says a lot about white saviours as well mm. that like <laughs> basically she couldn't be seen to be the bad guy until the end, or not until the end, even like she basically had to convince other people to do her dirty work for her.
2: Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: and also just the idea that she knows that the only way to convince a, a woman of color to snap out of her reverie is by mutilating herself. When what did it take her? It didn't yeah. take her to get home
0: for a bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A I few mean, years, admittedly, but still, yeah, just sitting home the no, corner absolutely. for a bit. But <laughs> I
1: mean, but it, like even the fact that she was going off on a holiday by herself, mm-hmm. like she wasn't so like tied to the cult that she didn't, she couldn't think for herself. She she'd organized a whole holiday herself. Yeah, she was obviously it's in weird. her right mind. Um, which is yeah, the, no, I mean, like it's just it's so annoying because I think it it, it 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 was a movie that should have been so interesting for us. Mm. Um. And I also the the one thing I guess I won't give to them, but I was amazed about oh, yeah. was how little a dead mother impinged on the plot. Like I was pre- I presumed it was going to be like, oh yeah, the dead mother's like maybe she was the one abusing her daughter or right, right, right. you know like yeah. the, like the like how how often do you have a dead mother that like just <laughs> is kind of irrelevant to a story. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it reminded me of the Suspiria remake actually that opening sequence of the oh, okay. dying mother because it opens very similarly and admittedly that plot point doesn't get a whole lot of mileage in that movie either but it's a lot more than here mm-hmm. now that you say it so yes I think you're right but even I feel like there's something about the optics that should be it is off but I can't put my finger on what it is because the only people we see are Allison, mm. who's a white woman uh, person color, and then like the small, the new like Korean yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, what does that say? This this room of white men are just. Yeah. coveting the, I don't know there's something else there if it was even worse if I thought about it I'm more yeah. probably, like I can't put my finger on why it's bad but it probably is
1: yeah no that's a fair point um, what did
0: they achieve with all the rape I don't yeah. understand yeah. Like, yeah. if there was some supernatural element there I would have maybe been able to go at least that's why it's happening but like, I don't understand why anything was happening yeah. it just was happening because it could I guess
1: yeah no definitely Um. It was ama- I thought it was amazing well just how like they managed to like orientalize so much as well mm-hmm. just like just like I suppose, similar to the Dead Mother plot, um, non plot in a certain sense, but was just like they basically introduce a, a sort of an Ebola type virus thing, and then but yes. it's only there in order to, to justify, justify. The, yeah,
0: the gaslighting, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, which is like it's just like you you can't just take things from like yeah, that was a weirdly really racist thing to slob <laughs> so in racist. for a plot point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, strange film, yeah. Oh. Yet yeah, it's most people's horror from the year so far, so <laughs> go figure. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: uh. Great. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, oh yeah. So you had a, a back-to-back of value-related yeah. films to go with from here, didn't yes. you? So yes. Yes, you, you do that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully to... better and less racist. Yes,
1: d- d- certainly better. Um, and <laughs>
0: Not the second thing to <laughs> necessarily.
1: No, yeah. I suppose they, they touch on racism in their ways but they are good movies so you know they are addressing excellent excellent they're not saying <laughs> the racism within is good yeah so these <laughs> there's are such actually... a low bar to go with know, and yet apparently yeah. <laughs> it's worth championing today yeah. yeah yeah it's sort of a little South American corner today <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, so yeah the, I suppose the first movie I'll kind of talk about is uh, Too Late to Die Young which is um a Chilean film by uh, Domingue Sotomayor Castillo I'm sure that's not how you pronounce her name but uh it is now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As a white woman, I yes. know demand I say her name. Yeah. <laughs> just
1: yeah cut so... off her arms here and just to you
0: say. You know? Yeah. Well,
1: uh. I'm going to. I'll get around to it. <laughs> okay. I like this one a lot. This is um really not like anything we've talked about so far today. Good. It's really good. <laughs> so it's kind of, I guess, slice of life cinema in in a certain sense. Like it's about um it's set, I think, at the beginning of the nineties. Um it's about a group of families who basically decide to, like, set up a commune in the Chilean wilderness. um, And it's sort of so- focuses around, um, well, may- I suppose mainly, like, their kids and their sort of, I suppose, dislocation in, in a certain sense. But also on then the wider communes kind of attempts to establish just, like, the-, the basics of, like, setting up el- electricity and... Mm yeah water supplies and stuff like that. So like in a certain sense there's not a whole lot going on but it's kind of good as well. You know, you just kind of get to observe. Uh I suppose the story that there is focuses around one of the teenagers who uh Sophia who's there with her father but would would prefer to live in the city with her own mother who kind of keeps promising and then never turning up. One of the other storylines are is around a little girl, a uh, younger girl called Clara, who I think was like my favorite character because a lot of this movie is just sort of like watching people sort of react and, you know, ob- the, w- observing them, observing their surroundings. Yeah. And she's kind of just very adorable <laughs> too, um. but also kind of quite, um. That she kind of has a little, her, she loses her dog and it's sort of, she becomes a bit of like a detective to try and find, to get him back. So it's just kind of nice watching her exploring her surroundings yeah the storyline that is there is you can kind of anticipate what's going to happen like at mm. the beginning of the film there's a lot of them trying to figure out how to avoid forest fires right so you know <laughs> i wonder what's going to happen um, actually what i liked as well is that you kind of get to know the characters quite well and then you realize that they're kind of the weirdos you know people are kind of talking about like oh yeah it's the, hip- the hippies who are like mm. living in the backwoods okay. you kind of realize as well how inexperienced they are like they're talking about how like they're drinking water and getting sick and they're like you, sh- you know you're supposed to boil the water <laughs> <laughs> um so it's it's kind of just yeah a lot of interesting kind of culture clashes mm. going on mm. so yeah not a whole lot of plot but um yeah like just very interesting movie enjoyed it a lot
0: I was getting confused from in there because I was like, "Isn't that Nicholas Winning Reffin thing called that?" But no, that's too young to die old. Yeah, too, no, to, too old to, to die old.
1: Yes, no, but um, yeah, I was getting—I I was actually getting very confused as well when I. And,
0: like, why are there these those two things? Yeah, yeah, basically the same time. <laughs>
1: exactly. I don't think they're very much alike. So I was. No, not at all. That. But just it's <laughs> one word difference, and it's yeah. a very specific like title. Um, yeah. No, very true. Um, so I guess two people thought they had like these amazing, <laughs> unique ideas, and then.
0: I wonder someone have to change at some point.
1: Yeah, but anyway. Um. So yeah, I suppose maybe look at my second um movie, mm-hmm. which is uh the documentary Diego Maradona. So um, Asif Kapadia directed this, and he also did the Sana, didn't he? Senna yeah. and uh, Amy. So oh, of course, yeah. yeah, so he's this is kind of I suppose this is his his jam as it were. Richard, I know you're not like particularly interested in football
0: well I'm not interested in Formula One either but I really enjoyed it there you go so. okay
1: so yeah like I mean I think I think a kind of similar thing is mm. going on here because I've heard that yeah, um, yeah like I was going to say that you know you don't have to worry about whether you're interested or not in the football but in fact the football that happens in it is it, like it only foc- it doesn't focus on that much on the pitch but what is on the pitch is actually like just really impressive you
0: know like you can if you say so
1: <laughs> you, you know if you watch one guy like like just sprinting around like seven other guys to score a goal, kind of cool, you know. Which is what Maradona very, did a lot. Very low bar entertainment, Sarah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Just so. men running <laughs> and the ball. I'm, sorry, the ball. and the ball. <laughs> but yeah, no. This, I mean, this focuses mainly on um, Maradona's time when he played for Napoli um, in Italy, and apparently, I was told this that they have so much footage of. This time of, of like I guess it's the eighties, because like Maradona's like manager or s- someone in charge of him was basically like, you know what? If we f- if we film him for like the next few years, like just like re- if we just continually film him, mm. this footage might be of use at some later point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <Huh. laughs> he was eventually he or she was eventually right. So well done, them.
0: Did that manager produce the film?
1: <laughs> um, well, I know like. <laughs> That Maradona would like entirely uh, endorsed it and stuff, so Uh, he probably they that person probably was involved. I I don't know to what extent. Yeah, that's (laughs) that that, that is at least what I've heard, and it yeah, it's I suppose it's quite interesting because um, like I've heard you know people point out that because Maradona is kind of like one of the first big football stars that he was bearing the brunt of what like a lot of stars since haven't had to, and I mean yeah, especially like I don't think you could film someone constantly or you couldn't film Messi constantly for like eight years I doubt that would be allowed <laughs> I don't know who that is oh, um, uh, I know the
0: name Messi I couldn't okay. tell you is yeah. he he's, a notorious he, bad person or something no he's,
1: he's just <laughs> the, like Argentina's biggest footballer at the moment okay, right, right. <laughs> so sorry um, uh, he... was a reference
0: to the audience not for me in this room <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: what's interesting about this in particular well is just because Na- Napoli was just a, an extremely poor region at the time. And the f- the football club was basically like spent all its money buying Maradona. No, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Maradona is basically like a Jesus figure for the, for the city.
0: Okay, seems so, healthy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of watching him struggle with like...
0: Being Jesus, being Jesus, <laughs> of yeah,
1: football. and 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 that turned that it turned into a lot of him uh, turning to c- cocaine, and especially when you have a ma- you know, ma- mafia there, mm. so the, it gets kind of messy at times. That, that upon the, there the, the different messy <laughs> there. <laughs> so yeah, like I think a lot of the footage is just kind of like w- w- in a sense watching like Maradona, try- like even just like his facial expressions of mm. trying to navigate. What the hell do I do? Like I'm Jesus. I want I want, I want cocaine. Uh, you know I'm also supposed to play football. So
0: it's if there was a poster of just his face with that coat, I'd buy it. Yeah. Put him All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be Jesus, but I want cocaine. Yeah. And I have to play football. Yeah. Make a T-shirt, someone.
1: Yeah, please <laughs> do. Yeah, like it, it is just very interesting uh, watching him. I suppose one of the other things is as well that the the uh, fu- the footage of the football is like really very violent a lot of the the time there's like there's one scene in particular which is amazing you you think it was going to be like a regular scuffle Mm. but instead everyone starts kicking each other and because like these are like you know strong Mm -hmm. men who's who who kick for a living it basically becomes like Tekken or Street (laughs) Fighter or something Um, yeah Ah. so it's um it's yeah it's kind of worth it to just watch like those kind of scenes as well you've done a good
0: job on this movie of selling it to me so <laughs> good. Uh, well done um, <laughs> Thank
1: you.
0: <laughs> not in any way i feel the marketing team would ever have thought would work on a human <laughs> being, but I'm like, I, I think i'm sold excellent <laughs> <laughs> um, huh uh, right i think i will quickly do brightburn and then we'll move on to uh something we're both looking forward to <laughs> Uh, so, Brightburn is produced by James Gunn, I think directed by his brother, I want to say. A lot of guns involved in it. Ooh. Not in an American way. Um, that's cool. So, basically, the setup is I think the most concise version I heard was What a Superman with Michael Myers. So, it's Superman's story of a alien pod crashed in the Kansas woods. Woods? Did they have woods? At <laughs> <And> a farm. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is the mother. Uh, they've been trying for children for years, I've been able to have one. They raise the kid as their own, happy, lovely times, and then adolescence, or puberty hits the child, and then it's it's Superman, but also toxic masculinity is there, you guys, so mm. uh, that's basically the entire plot. Um, I think one of its absolute saving graces is how short it is. It's like a, a nice 90 minutes or so,
2: mm.
0: and it, it rushes by very fast, because that setup is a great trailer
2: mm. uh,
0: as a film, because you know where it's going it would be a very boring movie if it wasn't so short. Um on the other hand, I think the film definitely it's worth having made it in this day and age, given the amount of stuff around masculinity and especially in America at the moment, all these like these lone wolf um mm. like terrorist attacks, it it's definitely trying to I don't know, commentate on it, but like feed into that not in a na- negative way. Well, not in a positive way. Okay, that's the problem. It's <laughs> that it's so short that it doesn't really okay. have time to explore what is I think quite fertile ground. Here's like the allegory it's going with. Because it's so short, though, the problem ends up being that the kid sort of just goes crazy for no reason. Like the the paw he lands in is sort of talking to him in, like mm. in a language you can't understand. So it's presumably just making him kill. But also, he's kind of picked on at school, and like the the Ooh, girl wow. he likes is
2: Ugh.
0: he's he kind of does an awkward thing around her and then she's like oh he's a creep and weirdo like fuck off and then he turns really jealous and possessive and it's it's such a good idea after after you've seen the film like that actually was a really good way of trying to address this very modern like epidemic of male violence mm-hmm. yet you sort of just went well here's some cheap gore instead which again entertaining mm-hmm. very horrible gore there's a bit where he like smashes a light and a like a woman looks up at it and then like the glass ends up in her no. eye, and then you see her pull it out really oh. slow. Oh, it's awful. It's really bad. Very excellently done CGI, <laughs> but um not pleasant. No. Um and then at the end they sort of hint towards the idea. Actually using Super. The one uh, with Rain Wilson. Uh
1: no. Kevin Biggins in it. No, okay. Because
0: they they sort of that's James well but they sort of hint uh, okay. that that's the same universe now, which uh, is sort of stupid. Oh God. <laughs> um <laughs> I think it's more of a gag, but it's, it's still amusing. But yeah, the, the kid playing the titular... Well, actually, no, the town's called Brightburn. The kid isn't called Brightburn. The kid's oh, just... Right. <laughs> the kid, whatever his name was. Um, He was in Endgame. He was the oh. Paul Rudd when he was an adolescent in the time suit bit. Oh, right. Not the old man, not the baby. The other <laughs> kid, that's that's the main kid okay. from this.
1: As- is that like what he's known for? Or I don't. I guess so.
0: I mean, they came out in a few months with each other, but sure. Yeah. Okay, so written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn, produced hmm. by James Gunn, oh, directed wow. by David Nyaroveski. Well, that's disappointing. Nearly that yeah, yeah, a uh, full sweep. Not, gun. A gun. Uh, not a gun. not a gun. Not a gun. See, I think they definitely could have, especially the stuff with the like the love, well, the quote-unquote love interest. I think could have been really interesting because mm-hmm. there's like a vaguely stalky element there. But again, it just ends up being the second he's mildly perturbed, he just goes like murder mode. And then there's those really graphic overlong murder scenes, which again are very well staged. Mm-hmm. They just have no wider point because the film doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth Banks is very good as sort of the, the mother. And again, even the parental stuff because they, they pretend he's adopted. Um, and eventually he finds out that he's actually an alien. He knows he's adopted, so that, that isn't a source of conflict, but just mm. the alien thing. Yeah, that's. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> off. Um, and then they sort of realize they have to. Well, they, they realize they have to kill their own child because he's Ooh, a murderous uh, monster that okay. has to be destroyed. <laughs> and there's, again, there's little scenes where, like, um, she's based on the husband we have to stop him because he's I found like his diary full of depictions of the murders he just did mm. but it's it's the kid on the phone and like he hears her saying that and then like it's quite a well done moment and uh. Banks plays it really well Really, like, this deserves a better movie than we yeah. got it's, again the movie yeah. isn't bad it's just it's incredibly fine and that's the most annoying thing about it because all the action is quite well done and all the forms are good and the subtext is just waiting to be explored and yet it's mm-hmm. just Here's a 90-minute gore fest that isn't scary, is mildly thrilling, and then is over. Mm. And is the first film of many to come that'll use Billy Eilish as the bad guy in either its marketing or its <laughs> credits or its movie. Mm. Uh, but yes, I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The mask is quite good. I like the mask. Yeah, it's very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, from one superhero disappointment <laughs> to another. Yeah. Um, this was my most anticipated film of the year, uh, <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Uh, are we calling it X-Men Dark Phoenix or just Dark Phoenix? Because the posters mm. seem confused on that fact.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I like, they want you to not know it's an X-Men movie for some reason.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think it's it seemed to kind of switch from... <laughs> between the two names as mm. uh, depending on where you were so yeah it
0: still feels like a small miracle they actually got this movie at all because this was due out mm. over a year ago mm. and <laughs> just didn't come out uh-huh. uh, so the plot is the third time no second time in the Dark Phoenix story yeah. Um, well yeah from the same writer as the last time and with many of the <laughs> same mistakes as the last time namely the almost entire lack of any space-based stuff. Mm. Uh this was supposed to be a two-parter initially they yeah, were saying and then <laughs> they rightly realized they wouldn't get a sequel so they just made one and it wasn't very good. Um hmm it's not good. No. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's the worst X-Men film. I I don't even think it's as bad as Apocalypse was to be quite honest. Uh
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i think it's partially just that they they cut it down a whole lot which i'm glad they did Mm because it would have been an intolerably boring two and a half hour movie if they had left it in the original form where they had it but as it is it's just they knew this was the last one so Mm -hmm. let's just focus on the first class plot or characters and sort of not bother focusing on the people being introduced in the last movie who are supposed to carry the franchise forward yeah including what should have been the main characters um (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think the, the biggest indicator of how dull this film is is that I saw it in 4DX because I thought this would be an absolute mm-hmm. trash fire. I want I want it in shaky seats and yeah, a wet yeah. face. It'd be great and the chairs barely moved wow. there was hardly anyone like there's nothing to do because it's all these really flat shots yeah. of nothing happening
2: yeah,
0: um, yeah it. so it was a perfectly tolerable 4DX experience which is not what you want from 4DX <laughs> you want discomfort Hellboy was awful there's a bit when someone gets stabbed in Hellboy in the back and for the entire duration of that scene it's Ooh. like a massage chairs in the back of your spine Is wow. poking. Out. yeah very authentic <laughs>
1: that could, that could be- <laughs> have been done within um, like yeah. not, not that you necessarily want the exact same thing again no. but I mean there Anything is like there is someone gets who gets stabbed in the back in a very painful manner in oh this that's movie, true that's you know? very true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's, <laughs> that's not that's spoiler. Point. we all guess in the trailer that Mystique is going to die but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mystique dies um, I always think of you as like an X-Men connoisseur or defender or apologist mm. or something so you you go what are your yeah. thoughts on, on X-Men Dar Phoenix, uh, Phoenix
1: well yeah I, I because I was massively um Obsessed with the first two movies, mm-hmm. so I actually like I took the last and the third one as like inc- incredibly personally because I think it was an absolute like shambles, the, like <laughs> terrible end to a, an otherwise great trilogy. And so I actually have not. I've never really like it. it definitely, it took me a while to recover. I don't think I've ever <laughs> really. I've never kind of. Had, been able to put my faith in, in the franchise again so in, in a sense um, you didn't
0: even like first class I didn't even just... like, first oh, um, I, like first class yeah I, I think by
1: the time first class came around I no, I no longer really minded but mm, mm-hmm. I was also kind of like they're, they're never going to get my uh, <laughs> respect my respect <laughs> again uh, yeah I mean I kind of just saw this one out of curiosity yes I think mm-hmm. a lot of people did I know this, it's kind of like yeah I, I feel like it is a toss up between do they do it Better or worse this time around I mean it's I know, not. Right? It's, it's really, really like know. it's faint praise either way. But um like yeah I, I I think possibly what I enjoyed more about this was just the the unintentional like Inc- I was like pissing myself laughing at stuff, which I don't remember doing. No, um, at the last stand, I think my favorite fil- my favorite scene, oh yes, was, started, um, this, 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 this whole trend
0: off. Yeah, go, what's your favorite? Bit? Was um,
1: <laughs> Michael Fassbender just straining? Oh my
0: god, the funniest! Um, <laughs> that was great. I felt that. I was going to say my favorite <laughs> bit is when. Been- this <laughs> things an action scene about crossing a road which goes apocalyptically yes! wrong, oh my
1: God, that was amazing and i I love that they had uh, um they basically were with beast they had um- what, what did I say it was an English werewolf in New York oh yeah, very good, very good, very good're <laughs> um, all clever clever um, but um yeah, yeah, no it, um, just because like,
0: that's from the reshoots, I think i think really that, okay. I think they're honored as the reshoots. Um, <laughs> Because The original ending was in the right, like, third act was all space based, so I think to get to oh, no. the train would have okay. to have been that New York bit, So I guess that's probably reshoot as well. Yeah. But just it's comical, like it's yeah, you'd think okay, fair enough. You have one guy in a wheelchair, it's gonna hardly him across the road and in a busy <laughs> New York street, but he's not even the one that's most perturbed, like it's everyone else who's just yeah pulling up subway cars and crashing buses and it's all like don't let them see us being violent or else they'll hate us again and then they (laughs) (laughs) cause this massive roadblock with dozens of casualties it's one like small road they just can't cross
2: yeah it's
0: incredible um I think I genuinely enjoyed the train bit at the end as like a Mm. fun action scene and I genuinely enjoyed the opening space bit um other than that, it's all mm. so flat and lifeless, which is doubly bad because the cast are all trying way harder than they need to. Like yeah. The script isn't great um, mm. and the direction is incredibly flat because he, he's not a director. That's his first time directing a movie. And yeah. people like Chastain and Sophie Turner are really trying and mm. like having actual human emotions in scenes. Like, just Guys, we appreciate yeah. it, but it's so <laughs> wasted here. Absolutely. Sophie yeah. Turner, especially who I really quite like. Um, she's doing a pretty decent job with yeah. the absolute direction. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: oh. it. Yeah. I've always um had our kind of like remember what kind of rewatching um the animated X-Men series mm. there um, with my brother a few years ago. And we were kind of pointing out how how often and that like when people are having a a verbal um argument it turns into a physical fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's you know, it's kind of like to an absurd degree. But like they are actually but 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 that's actually has now translated to Dark Phoenix. Like it is it's basically people just being like, Well I don't agree with you there. Well then I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> like they they kind of can't get beyond this oh, I don't know. That's just... very true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Point in its favor, the score by, for some reason, Hans Zimmer is very good. Yeah, it's yeah. much better than the film itself is, <laughs> and I don't know how they convinced him to do it. Why mm. he thought the script sounded good enough to do it, mm-hmm. and it's it's totally incongruent every other X Men film because of that score, because it sounds nothing That's like the rest of them. Fair
1: point, yeah. <laughs> Even to the point
0: of not having the usual opening title sequence where they mm-hmm. do the that theme they kind of have for the X Men movies, and they have the, the weird visuals of going to the doors and DNA's mm-hmm. of no, I'm just like. Flat black backgrounds, white lettering, because it's a very serious film, yeah. you know. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
0: Why do storms' powers work in space? Oh, uh, I don't <laughs> <That's> know. <why? laughs>
1: yeah, but also why? Like she's like making them ice. I mean, like first of all, just the, like don't maybe don't go there. But also that's that's Iceman's power. <laughs> like leave yeah. Ice Man in power. Well, he's and not here. Yeah, yet he's not here. So we need yeah, we it. need someone to Everyone do it. else for is here, but no one's yeah. aged in twenty years. <laughs> I love as well actually that um well oh, yeah I was going to ask you a, a, a slightly larger question but I, I I like the fact as well that like they have now decimated the female um <laughs> the, like the female side of the X-Men yep or as they should be called X-Women as we got uh, that amazing line
0: <laughs> I'm convinced that line is purely there because yeah. they knew they could put it in the marketing and they could just get a load of retweets by yeah. angry people they don't care about the negativity it's just engagement <laughs> that's all they want
1: yeah that's a fair point but so, yeah, I suppose this leads to my mm-hmm. larger question, which is I also heard that they did, they had to do reshoots or at least they had to re-edit things because they were worried that it was going to be too much like uh,
0: Captain Marvel. Yes, I heard that. Um, that makes sense to me, because if it hadn't been mm-hmm. a third act in space, it would have just been one woman flying around space, blowing stuff up, mm-hmm. which is the end of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't like I don't necessarily love that ending of Captain Marvel. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's It's mercifully brief. Um, but them doing this Mm. or them doing that rather, I wouldn't, wouldn't Mm, trust them. Like they can handle the weird train action scene where everyone goes into murder mode. Like I love when Nightcrawler just suddenly has a Mm. connection with this guard that's abusing him. But well, my son used to like me. Well, now I have your, your respect and love, sir. (laughs) I will, I will murderously avenge you in a minute. (laughs)
1: Why? yeah. That was quite amazing. Um, but
0: yeah, no, the Captain Marvel comparison is amusing, especially given that because that train it is reshoots, the whole MCU wrist or mm. armbands and the, like this all seems very weirdly on the nose and like what? You're pretending you're better than them when they've made yeah. several better films than yeah, you ever will. Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah.
1: but I, I thought it was interesting actually that they felt the need to reshoot um, be- because I think the end product is still weirdly... Uncom- uncomfortably close to Captain Marvel in quite a lot really? of ways. Really, okay. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, that um, uh, Jean Grey has similarly to um, to Carol Danvers, she's had her mind like shrunk by yes. her mentor, um, and it's so the, the, this movie is about her like f- discovering that she's had her powers like um, sort of controlled for so long but, we're, but I suppose the interesting thing is where in Captain Marvel it's like it's really great that she's like breaking free mm-hmm. in Dark Phoenix it's, it's holy shit she's breaking free <laughs> what do we What do, we do now
0: with all the strain real hard and get angry <laughs> yes. um, yeah. but I was thinking about that timeline doesn't line up because if they're saying they have three shooting because Captain Marvel their original release date was a year before Captain yeah, Marvel well, I was going to
1: say if, if, if it was supposed to be that early yeah <laughs> the story I
0: initially heard like months and months ago was that the test screen went really badly and that mm. the ending was just said to be very flat and boring because there was just one person in space one the okay. CGI and no one else saying <laughs> to do so I think that's probably more of the reason why they reshoot yeah. it, and then they went, "Oh crap, it's also terms of the film that we should have been out a year beforehand." Yeah, um, I do think that train bit's kind of fun, even though it doesn't make much sense to me in terms of where the aliens get coming from. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to spawn and then just yeah. never go away. Yeah, um, there's,
1: there's. Well, I mean, I suppose how much nitpicking do you want to do? But I mean, there just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it just seem very. Um... What's the word? Uh, there doesn't really seem to be any um, l- logic to like when they like what what hurt what hurts them what doesn't what what they can they respawn from what can't yeah. they? I mean you know I don't do I care not really, no, not but, really. <laughs> no. but the film doesn't seem to either.
0: <laughs> and then again, poor Jessica Chastain who yeah. I think originally had more of a role before the reshoots because yeah. I think they were meant to be the scrolls and then they had to oh, reshoot okay. that as well because Captain is oh, that wow. one too. Um 'cause I'm, I think she was meant to be Lilandra at one point who if you oh, know yeah. X-Men is actually a decent I, character I
1: thought she was supposed to be Emma Frost and I was really thrilled oh, to hear no, that. And that, okay. never on the that that was okay. that cool I right. would have been yeah. not I think she'd casting. be a great actress yeah. for, it, for, the, for the role better than the last one yeah Mary <laughs> Jones is terrible
0: uh, yeah because she has nothing to do in that movie no but the press tour has been fun her and so we're the good mates yeah. and this hanging out. Um
1: <laughs> yeah no it's rough.
0: But again, the thing—it's just—it's not even bad enough to be bad. It's just
1: it's, yeah, it's just very uh, um, yeah middling. I, that's it. Yeah, and I like it was just—I don't know—I felt really sorry for um for Quicksilver because I'm not, not that was so funny. Like not necessarily saying he was like one of my favorite characters before no. or anything, but it was just like holy shit, you have no idea what to do with him. And also, like well, he broke
0: his leg. He's out in the movie. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah.
1: And and just on top of that, just like every line they had him deliver was like, oh, oh you thought that was going to be funny, did you? Oh, oh, <laughs> and again, no, no, no disrespect to the actor. It was just such a bad script. Like, yeah.
0: And you know, the the Scott and Jean stuff, like, they're in oh, love, you guys. Here's yeah. a scene of them being in love. This is deeply uncomfortable to watch. Great. Yeah. Can't wait for more of this. Uh, At yeah. <laughs> The end when she's going supernova. And he stands too close to her, and his hands starts melting. Oh, He's yeah. like, "Gene, look at my hands melting!" And they're like, "Step away, guy! Why are you standing <laughs> yeah. here just pointing at it? <laughs> Step away from the vortex of death!"
2: Yeah.
0: And then I actually did laugh at, it at the last shot when um, it's her voiceover being all heroic and oh, whatever, yeah. and then you just see what looks like her just crashing dirt in a ball of fire in the background. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, they they don't really like yeah they don't really like suspense or anything in these. No. <laughs>
0: and like the very very last shot is just a. Clearly wasn't meant to be the actual end of the movie, but because it's the end of the franchise, I have to have the last shot of the two of them playing chess again together. Oh,
1: and oh God!
0: Him basically admitting Magneto was right and going off to live with Magneto yeah. and his little ramshackle island. Like that's not who this would ever have gone. Yeah, unless uh, you had to finish this franchise. Immediately. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> it. Yeah, actually, I suppose that's the, the one thing I did kind of like. I did like that Magneto like just had his island. He was just like I. I don't like care too. what the rest of the world is doing you know it was nice for a while
0: <laughs> you've read some comics haven't you like, you know like yeah. Genosha is like this big super yeah. Wakanda style city yeah. where it's just like a pile of, literal pile of trash <laughs> that living
1: yeah that's true uh, um, but you know eh, seemed like a nice place to that help. one guy's power was yeah. just uh, dreadlocks <laughs> yeah that's not <a>, yeah. <laughs> that nice. that racist <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
0: who knows what's racist anymore I can't tell um, <laughs> okay well, that was that was Dark Phoenix. Mm. Um I might quickly just try and do High Life and Godzilla, and then we have to the, the other cool. big movie both seen. so High Life is the New Claire Denis movie. Um her first movie in English, I believe. Uh how to even describe this. It's a prison colony ship mm-hmm. sent off it apparently does lots of these things, to sent off into space for nebulous reasons. Um they're all encouraged to have sex to like birth more people so the commission can keep going longer, but it's, it's it's all prisoners except for the head scientist who is Juliette Binoche, and she's sort of a, a dodgy scientist and like mm. performing experimentation on people. Um, it's sort of just a very very French exploration of like mortality and connections and all kinds of, mm. it, it's just a weird kind of upsetting artist for film. They. They do a sort of male rape scene okay. but they preface it beforehand oh. and it feels very <laughs> intentional with a very violent female rape scene. Oh. As if to go, whoa, yo, that was bad. Look at this. Uh like, oh, <laughs> the other Didn't wow. you them in like the same ten minutes span. Um, uh. so, it's also it's very obsessed with sex. Uh, do you remember Burn After Reading, yeah. uh, The Sex Chair? It's oh, yes. like a space version oh, of that. Wow. Um, <laughs> very early scene of Julia Finosh just oh going to town, that thing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm saying very prudish about this. It's not in any way like the most extreme thing I've ever seen. Uh, mm. It's just it's just odd given that it's like Julia Finosh and our Pattinson and all these people. Mm. And I do think it's worth watching. I just I don't know exactly. And like they had to try and market. I'm not sure how they did. Uh, I'm not sure who 3D4. Really I feel like I need to see it again and also read some analysis mm. of it to really get what it was about. Uh, it, it's also a bit confusing timeline-wise. What's happening? It jumps back in the past a bit and then also, without telling you, kind of jumps to the future a bit. And mm. I was like, oh, did a new person? Oh no, the baby is just now grown up. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> fine. Um, and then. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other films to compare it to because I have heard. I think people, someone said like it's like the orated version of Silent Runnings. But I haven't seen Silent Runnings, but yeah, it's mm. just that very is in space, big and lonely and scary, and also sex scientists are bad. Yeah. I, guess. Hmm. <laughs> I would actually like you to see this just, just as a yeah. kind of sounding board, like, you no, know, what did you think of? Yeah, but I don't, yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, no, and actually, I think I said to you that I I tried to to get to see it, but it was it was only on. Very briefly, yeah, I didn't last it. Very
0: yeah. long. um actually yeah, the forms are all great and i I do think it has a in a sort of a i am mother especially mm. in the back but so, yeah, yeah. uh it's also very very slow and like nothing ostensibly happens in it, but mm. it's never dull it, it's it's kind of hypnotic and has a, like a nice kind of moody score which sort of carries it and it's just mm. apart from the punctuations of just deeply upsetting sexual violence, <laughs> it's quite a hypnotic relaxing watch. Mm. <laughs> As they just explore space and like grow their little garden, it, yeah, it, it's a meditative film that's also just very sexually aggressive. <laughs> um, but I would recommend; that. I think it's good. And mm-hmm. of course, now we know Pattinson is Batman, so yes. everyone should go with the weird French movie he made before making yeah. Batman. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> um, I was I was going to ask do you: Do you have any thoughts on him? As I think he'll be great. Mm-hmm. I think he's
0: a fantastic actor. Uh, I never watched Twilight, and I've seen him in lots of since then. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think the Rover—he was robbed of an Oscar nomination that movie. He's amazing mm-hmm. in the Rover. Um, and he was a good time the one from last year. Yeah, yeah. Great. This is really good. No, I think it would be phenomenal. And, like, he has a, a good, solid, square jaw. Mm. He looked good in the yeah. mask. It'll be fine. Everyone's like, oh, the Twilight guy. Yeah, watch other films he's been in.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's. <laughs> you think haven't even well...
0: watched Twilight, Gareth. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I think the weird thing as well is, like, that so many of the actors from that kind of stuff have gone on to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like,. You know like I mean everyone likes Kristen Stewart now right?
0: Well, men don't but Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I forgot. No I think one she's likes phenomenal. <laughs> um Yeah. But uh, I don't know, just
0: We've tried Angels. Um yes. <laughs> there
1: you go. But so yeah, it seems like they were in this one like teen blockbuster as their first role. Seems but a very it did well. Exactly, yeah. Amongst Teen Girls. As it, yeah. And it, it just seems like a really silly reason to like you know Re- sort of think that someone can't be really good in other stuff yeah
0: it's the it's same like Harry Potter but Harry yeah. Potter had more of a cross-generational cross-gender divides appeal so mm. no one thinks about it the same way but same thing like those aren't amazing films mm. most of the actors aren't great in them but like M. Mm. Watson and Dan Radcliffe, they've been great since then I think yeah. Robert has stopped acting which is whatever mm-hmm. didn't like him that much anyway but yeah like I, I think Radcliffe's probably good in comparison Radcliffe is very wooden yeah. in those Harry Potter films but he's quite good in everything else mm. and Pattinson has been very open about how much he hated Twilight yeah. while making it. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's better He's when he's actually trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. People are weird. Mm. It does make a billion dollars. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't, they'll reboot it again three years' time. Poor Ben Affleck. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Okay, quickly, Godzilla. Uh, so, Godzilla King of the Monsters, or as it's known in Europe, Godzilla 2 King of the Monsters is the sequel to Godzilla and Kong Skull Island, kind of that'll be more relevant next year when Godzilla vs. King Kong comes out. Um, I, upon watching it, thoroughly enjoyed this and then afterwards read some things and maybe go, huh, you're right. That is sort of massively dodgy <laughs> in some respects. So, there's no point going with the plot. You know what the plot is. There's <laughs> lots of big monsters because Godzilla fights some. It's grand. Um, the dodgy things, though, are that, so the way Godzilla wins the final fight is that Whoa. he basically ingests a nuclear bomb and then becomes a super nuclear Godzilla and, yeah, so they basically win by <laughs> having a nuke on their side, which okay. they just willingly launch. But isn't Godzilla meant to represent the danger of nuclear power? Wasn't that his initial conception?
2: Like, <laughs> As a
0: representation <laughs> yes. of American nuclear power and the danger and the horror of it all, whereas now he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, American nuclear yeah. power wins the day.
1: Yeah, maybe double nuclear power. Like, cancel they cancel each other out. He's
0: something. just on fire, basically, is <laughs> wow. what's going on. He's, like, literally glowing red. Um, <laughs> and then also the one prominent Japanese character in Canada Navi. Dies by nuclear explosion, and he's the only person who does. He single-handedly dies by nuclear explosion. Wow. (laughs) Which, having now watched original Godzilla, I see is actually a reference to the ending of that movie. But even still, that's a Japanese movie, so it's more allowed. This is full of Americans. And then one Japanese guy who dies in nuclear explosion. (laughs) Again, Godzilla represented the opposite of all those things. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Aside from all that stuff, quite fun. If you don't mind a fairly thin plot Mm. and... If you realize, uh, well, mm. so people said like there's no characters in this; it's all just like stock stereotypes, and then um, the monsters. But other people said the monsters kind of are the protagonists, and I sort of agree with that. Okay. There's a lot of work went into like making them have personality. Like you, even though you can't know what they're saying because they're just screaming all the time. Mm-hmm. Like Godzilla does have personality; you can kind of gauge his mood. If that makes sense. Okay. From, like like Ooh. the facial movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mothra has a very clear personality. Ghidorah is very impressive because Ghidorah has three heads, but each has a distinct.
2: Okay. Characterization
0: and mm. they're kind of fighting some of the time it, it is really well done and I'm sure it costs a sickening amount of money to do it all mm. um, actual fights quite impressive I didn't see it in 3D immersively I'm sure it's a headache if you do mm. um, but yeah if you don't mind like really stupid slap <laughs> action it's good uh, it does do that thing that I'm always a fan of in plots but I'm increasingly realising it seems to be like a smear campaign against environmental reform where um <laughs> I'll explain that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave that hanging. Uh so kinda of the way like in the first Avengers movie where the main MacGuffin is Tony's clean energy thing, but that's used to power the invasion portal. Mm-hmm. Or Darknet rises where there's a clean energy thing, but that's actually a nuclear bomb now. Mm-hmm. And here it's um Vera Flamingo she's you think she's the good guy at the start again spoilers um, she's Eleven's mother from Stranger Things Millie Bobby Brown?
2: Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so
0: she's Millie's mother and then it turns out she's actually working for the bad guys who is Charles Dance amongst others and her whole shtick is that well command. he has fucked the planet the Titans exist as sort of a, a, a cleanse so let's just unleash them all mm-hmm. let mm-hmm. them wipe out most of the population and start again And I was like, you know what, I always philosophically agree with those plot points Mm. in terms of just, I I don't think we're going to solve this ourselves. So yeah, sure, let's let the external magical force deal with it. Even if it means decimation of plots, or Mm. not plots, of populations. (laughs) And plots. And plots, (laughs) but we're going to do it to ourselves anyway, so let the monster do it, why not? Um, But it does sort of, as someone pointed out in a different review, it does smack of painting Anyone who suggests radical reform as Mm, a crazy person, uh, which is, you know, exactly what we need. Because the the thing I hate about that kind of plot is that they're always like, you're crazy. We can't let X destroy humanity. It's like, okay, what's your suggestion? Never. There's no time for that. (laughs) Let's just stop this person doing (laughs) a thing. okay. That's a good point. That's that's fine then. (laughs) So yeah, the whole thing is about stopping her and she sees the air away at the last moment and okay. dies horribly.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, how did they solve the environmental issue? Never explained. Uh, Although, actually, no, it is explained because they explained that after you saw Godzilla 1, did you? I don't think so. The last, no. Um, yeah. so it, he attacks San Francisco anyway. Well, he defends San Francisco, but if they find it afterwards that the radiation that he emits uh, or that all these monsters emit actually regenerates like, plant life and stuff. Oh, so, right. like. San Francisco is now like basically a jungle mm-hmm. Um magical radiation. So mm-hmm. ostensibly, she's correct. If okay. they do just let these things trash a few cities, they'll like <laughs> revitalize the biosphere. Uh, but no, we can't do that because yeah. she's crazy. Yes. <laughs> and now she's dead. We have no plan. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, no, it, it's really expensive, fun trash. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think it's uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, yep. Okay. Um, last thing. For this edition of the podcast. Mm. And one I'm glad you managed to see this one on time. <laughs> yes, me too. So this is kind of one I hadn't even really heard of. And mm. then I saw, I think, one review of it and went, that sounds really hard to describe. Mm. And therefore I'm now intrigued. So this is Peter Strickland's In Fabric. He's the guy that made Duke of Burgundy and oh, what's the other one? Babarian Sound Studio. Ah, yes. Uh so actually he cleared a bit of a, a jello fixation given those mm. few films. Um <laughs> Do you care to try and plot this one out? Because I I can start it, but I will immediately get lost. So yeah. it's it's based around a department store. Mm-hmm. Can't recall the name of it. Um, but it's run by Nosferatu, <laughs> and all of his shop assistants appear to be the living versions of the mannequins that live in the shop, and mm. they all talk in weird, yeah, cult-like reveries about capitalism. Mm. Uh, but also, a woman died in a dress, and mm. now the dress is haunted. And is murdering people or enslaving people. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's hard to know. Uh, It's ostensibly a horror film, Mm. but it's actually basically a black comedy. Mm. And is like start to finish laugh out loud funny.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mostly intentionally. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about the plot. Uh, I will say I love this film, and it is currently in mm. my film the beat as uh, film of the year for me. I just adored it. Amazing! It, it looks gorgeous. The sound, the the score is really good. Like the score is properly yes, creepy. Yeah, but it doesn't fit what's happening on screen most of the time.
1: Well, I I thought that um it kind of reminded me quite a lot, lot of um tubular bells. So mm-hmm. um and I like again maybe that maybe. That in a sense that doesn't fit the Exorcist that well either. In hindsight, just no, because those like good? relaxation
0: albums. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, exactly. Back at the time, sure, maybe it was scary. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe that was like the intention. Uh, like I think Perhaps. it really works. Like I, th- I thought the soundtrack was great anyway.
0: Yeah, it's sounded like you're see the original Suspiria. No, I haven't. Very similar yet. score. and think that began my all that okay. kind of Italian horror mm-hmm. thing that he seems to love. Um, yeah, I, I, cause I again I didn't know it was a comedy going in mm. necessarily. So I was sort of laughing at the shop assistants when they're trying to sell dresses to people because yeah, yeah. the language they use is so circular and over the top and unnecessary. Yeah. It's very funny. But then the Julian Barrett scenes, I was like, oh no, this is <laughs> definitely yes, a comedy, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it as well that like the first few times you hear the yeah the shop assistants talk, like you're just kind of trying to figure it out, and they're kind of like, oh no, they're just they're saying really simple things, yeah. just in the most <laughs> like convoluted ways possible like it's basically like, just it's this convoluted. dress looks nice in you and yeah. you'll,
0: you'll like it if you buy it but yeah. it's like six paragraphs <laughs> yeah. of like, weird almost incantation speech yeah, for like yeah, capitalism yeah, yeah. it's bizarre I <laughs> love mm. the manager though he was just so needlessly creepy at yes. all times and then when it, it does that hard cut to him just like oh. holding one on the floor and like a, a necklock at yes. his knee it's <laughs> amazing oh uh, god um I've seen people complain about the fact that it swaps mm, protagonists halfway through. And mm. that didn't bug me too much purely because it, weirdly, the second character does tie back because of the washing machine stuff as they yes. mentioned earlier on. Okay. And also they carry over like the Julian Barrett stuff. So that's and also the shop character. So mm-hmm. it, it's sort of an ensemble cast anyway, so it doesn't really lose too much. Mm. Um but I agree it's a weird yeah, structural yeah. shift to go with.
1: Yeah. I, I think there's there's two Details that kind of lost me a little bit. Like I'm not saying in in any big way, Mm -hmm. but the first one was the fact that the so the first protagonist that she she's doing the laundry and she looks at the dress and the details are like just un- incomprehensible for how do you wash it. So yeah. she just throws it in anyway. And I was like, no, I, I don't think a mom who like care, you know, <laughs> who's like actually looking after her family mm-hmm. and obviously quite meticulous about stuff. I don't think she'd do that. Um, <laughs> and then the second one was, um, I suppose the sort of the setup for the, the the second protagonist getting the dress is that he's at his own stag do and he, yeah, pour, he, he like gets beer on his shirt. So his man is like you gotta wear this dress and they sort of like that's that wouldn't happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's even sort of laddish enough because it's set in the 80s I think is it or like the early 90s yeah it's it, a good it's question sort of I weird about when it past time yeah 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 70s maybe yeah. even I feel like that's the only of that you'd see on you know Annie Senders for example yeah because they were all very Grant Mitchell looking hard men yeah, of yeah. London town so I could see the dressing happening yeah. that, nah, that one I think I'll let slide yeah I mean that's, <laughs> it's probably fair enough I
1: mean it's definitely a bit of artistic license I, I think I was just mm. kind of like uh, if I were him I'd probably just go I have a wet shirt I'll be okay <laughs> But, you know, then again, I know it's a cursed dress, so I'm in a position of privilege here.
0: You also don't live in the world with a world of the weird Halloween 3 store where it's just yes. run by cultists. <laughs>
1: exactly. Or are they
0: co- I don't know. It's, like, yeah, What was the yeah. point of that scene where they're like washing the doll, but it has like, oh, uh the... anatomically correct vagina? Yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> I don't know, but happening. I was that was actually probably the one moment where I was like, yeah.
0: I, that wasn't comfortable. Yeah. yeah, that, that um, was really... Yeah, Chris. but I assume the implication <laughs> is that they are the mannequins, right? Because at the end, I when the fire so, is happening, yeah. she like saves one of them and looks really distraught about it. And I don't know. Um, I did love the ends where like just that riot breaks out so easily. Yes, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's chaos.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. God, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I have no idea what it's about. Like, I don't mm. know if, if it had a message. What it was, yeah. apart from like capitalism is scary when it's a bit <laughs> full on, isn't it? It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Did you need this movie to say that message? But sure.
1: Um have you watched them actually uh look around you This no. this um I think it's Peter Serafinowicz um good, good. it's yeah like there it's I think there's two seasons of them and it's quite different because the first one is like sh- sort of like the sort of video like education videos that you mm-hmm. y- you ha- you'd watch at primary school so there's um ones on like maths or yeah. um I don't know cooking or you know this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and it, you know it's basically just like it starts off sort of normal and gets yeah. weirder as it goes along, and then
0: I think I've seen clips of those. Okay, yeah. and
1: the second and the second season is sort of more elaborate because it's kind of like it's a studio with like they have quite a lot of people. Olivia Coleman's one of the oh, presenters cool. in it and stuff, but it's sort of I think it it just reminded me of of in fabric because it's the same sort of thing of like when is this set because <laughs> they have like. um uh, like I know, like one of the shorts or like one of the videos is about how like all the kids in like London or something are all obsessed about casseroles, and it goes right. to them, it goes to like kids kind of like dressed up in like punk gear, just like yeah. just getting really excited about casseroles and stuff. But it's just like, but is this set in the punk era? Is this set mm. now? Um, and like also why casseroles? What happened there? <laughs> um. So I don't know, I think as well, it's also just a slightly weird grainy quality yeah. of stuff Um, that, yeah, just, I don't know, it's all very disturbing and, and hilarious.
0: It's funny you're <laughs> saying Serafinovich and Barrett's in there, because I was thinking actually it reminded me of Toast of London in some ways.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Especially,
0: yeah. do you remember the, the Bruce Forsyth episode, which is like an absolute nightmare start? Like, it's funny, okay. but it's a nightmare start to finish, like that okay. kind of tone yeah, of, yeah. this is really yeah. funny, but also I'm disturbed by lots <laughs> of the visuals. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know, Toast of London this came time I'm watching it, Um. Like, it does definitely have that Mighty Bush era. Which yes, again, it's, um, sure. It's sort of this weird, dark British comedy vibe mm. to it. Even though, again, it's really being like, the trailer just looks like a straight horror film. It's yeah, really weird. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, how long did it take you the cop that the character called Gwen was Gwendolyn Christie? I know she's in the credits, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was her for so long. Like, yeah. oh, that's who she's playing. I was like, that's some teenager. Oh, no, that's Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah,
1: I can't, actually don't don't know, I think... Um, yeah, I'm not sure when I realized it, but it wasn't um, the first scene she was in. Like, she in no, at least two so, scenes where that—that's yeah. who yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: such a small cast too. Like, how do you think this long spot was her? But she just seems really different. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: um, I liked as well. Like, I, I I kind of felt like they were trying to have her as like a, a Zoe Deschanel type character. Yes, or something. <laughs> the haircut is <was> definitely <laughs> that.
0: Which again felt like a modern yeah affectation that doesn't fit whatever 70s 80s yeah, it's meant to be
1: definitely. But also, I mean. That I did not realize at first how young her son, who was yeah. supposed to be going out with Gwendolyn, t- is. I don't think
0: you're meant to until he the school uniform. Okay. Because oh. then there's a whole <laughs> lines about. Doesn't he find the book about seducing all the women? Yeah, and
1: he sa- she said. Don't know
0: what's going on. There. Yeah, there's
1: something about him doing A levels <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. Which is the leaving
0: cert, right? That's not the yeah, junior cert, is it?
1: I, I think it's the leaving cert. Yeah, let's what it is. It is. Um, <laughs> so he could be eighteen. Probably yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was weird. I know, like the uh,
0: one sex scene we saw was progressive yeah, in its own way. That's it. But <laughs> then again, he did make Duke of Burgundy, which is all just um, like lesbian progressive sex stuff. So okay. that's it. <laughs> mm. He knows his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> his weird, weird stuff. So what were you saying? Any Uh No, I
1: think I was. Oh, I think I was just going to say, I suppose that's another part that I just, I don't know how it fits in, mm. but I don't know what it's trying to say about any of us, really.
0: Because <laughs> even like near the end, that really brief explanation for the guy's stocking fetish, it's just thrown mm. in there for no real reason. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. no payoff to it. It's mm. like, it's briefly hinted at once or twice, and then it's just, it's again reinforced, but to what end? Yeah. I'm like, why?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure
0: there's someone out there who'll like watch it ten times and find like a really concrete reading of it as a mm. meditation on fetishes or <laughs> capitalism or both. But yeah. I don't know what it meant. Yeah. I just loved every second of it. <laughs> I, well, not every second, but most of it. Yeah,
1: I wonder like um the fact that there's the second protagonist that he mm-hmm. so yeah, when he's fixing customers Well, what's it called? Washing, Washing machine machine, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that um she's sort of trying to get him to have an affair or yeah. at least and and just the fact that that never nothing comes out of that. I wonder, is it like, oh, something does come of it, but it's all metaphorical, do you know? Like maybe, yeah, because <laughs> in the next bit with
0: Julian Barr, it it seems like it's a known thing that if he starts talking about repairs, it has like an almost yeah, orgasmic effect on that's people, true. and it's just really <laughs> weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, but is... she
0: doesn't seem like she's going for that. She seems she actually is trying to have sex with him, and then yeah. by accident gets to kind of repair orgasm. Um, speech. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I yeah,
1: know. that's it. And I mean, I also thought was like, was she basically just trying to get him to call off his wedding so that he wouldn't go on the honeymoon and would be around to? That's also get what her seemed, split. yeah. That's <laughs> also what I thought it was. Yeah. I don't I have no idea. It's like it. Yeah, it all seemed like strangely kind of cynical, but also just in you know really like low sense.
0: key and sort of boring. When his explanations, like he was doing, mm, yeah, yeah, like yeah. very complex, cynical things, but also just towards these really mundane ends. yeah um, Yeah
1: yeah i don't uh, know uh it's, um, film of the year
0: um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um yeah no it's definitely going to be a puzzler for a mm-hmm, while i think mm-hmm. well i'm seeing you tomorrow so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah let me know if you have any new uh i doubt I will, but i, I will try <laughs> um
0: so any anything else you want to throw in there actually
1: anything? i don't have much i was only really going to ask do you well because i think we've said it before um mm. if you ha- are you looking forward to anything coming out
0: uh, or, the new Spider-Man's coming out. Yeah, I like Tom Holland. I like mm. Jake Gyllenhaal. Again, mm. the press tour has been fun. Gyllenhaal has been yeah. talking nonsense and <laughs> every he goes into.
1: I I love the question of of like, what well, is it? Which Marvel film do you prefer that you weren't in? And Jake, uh, no, Gyllenhaal. No. Oh, okay, Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> <laughs> is just there. Like, obviously, has no idea. And then Tom Holland says, um, "I think he says R- Ragnarok." Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. And G- Gyllenhaal straight away goes, "That was my favorite too. that's what I was going to say." <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was one today where I'm not sure what the question was I think it was something to do with Benedict Cumberbatch and then he starts saying Benedict Cumberbatch a lot and then he like Cabbage Patch, <laughs> patch dolls. no Benedict Cabbage Patch yeah but then he goes in this whole spiel about how oh, yeah. Cumberbatch got his start because his uncle invented Cabbage Patch kids and then like funded and this is not true I think. but it's this whole weird conspiracy thing of like him coming from like big cabbage patch like funny it's so weird wow. and Tom Holland's was behind was like looking really confused and like trying to wind up and like move on but he's not wow. let him and it, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. so the film will be fine I'm sure yeah. the interviews are great we yeah, have watched interviews um,
1: <laughs> and have you seen um, uh, Tom Holland protecting a fan no I thought oh, you precious Tom you'd be what would you do this? now I,
0: there's too um, much Tom Holland content yeah, there. No, it's really everywhere. Is.
1: um no it was um a, yeah that uh, I think it was a, a there was like fans at a railing mm-hmm. It was obviously on some just like on a red carpet yeah. somewhere but essentially like like young or like I think it was a girl was getting like crushed by like autograph grown men who like don't care at all they're just looking to sell them on but she, she was essentially like being crushed so that she couldn't breathe yeah. and uh yeah Tom Holland was just he like threw their stuff on the ground because
0: Oh, <laughs> amazing, it was, yeah,
1: like cause it's you know very protective. Oh, so um, Tom, Tom's great. yeah, I thought yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he never find drugs. And <laughs> yes. Go off the rails. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That entire cast, him and Zendaya and the guy that plays the friend, they're all great. By yeah, the looks of it. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, What else is coming out? Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm looking. Well, I'm not sure that I'll like it, but Midsummer, oh. Midsummer. Oh yes, that's. Um, i that these mm, cute. You know. Curious inducing, if not.
0: Well, else. I was looking forward <laughs> to it an awful lot until I found out two things. One, it's apparently a black comedy at a heart, which could actually work in its okay. favour because Reddishy, I think the problem with Reddishy was that it was very good, but then it got very silly.
2: That's true. Yes. Um,
0: the other problem is our old friend, Baby Man, Jack Rayner himself, in it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <Aww.
1: laughs> well, I don't mind him at all.
0: Uh, so, he's been yeah. good in one thing. <laughs> one thing only. He's hmm. been bad in everything else.
1: So, yeah, actually, the one thing that kind of slightly put me off was that it, in the trailer, it seems like. They have someone with, like, quite monstrous features. Um Ooh. And, yeah, just uh, since um hereditary wasn't mm. exactly that um delicate with no. that subject matter. <laughs> not maybe the great, but I don't know. I, I guess I'll be curious to see. At
0: least it's not racist. At least it's
1: not racist. <laughs> that we, we know, know of. of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, be curious to see um what comes of it. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, it'll be something I'll particularly enjoy, but, mm. you know. No, we'll, we'll all go. see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are hear about it. Well, yeah, that's also true. Um,
0: I think there's something else big-ish out in the next month. But those, are, those are definitely two yeah. to start with. I'm yeah. sure there'll be yeah. a daily to Netflix things to watch, yeah, most of them racist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Apollo 11 looks like it'll be very interesting. No, I've heard
0: that's good, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good reviews. Um, Mm. So, we should start uh, checking out like release schedules for doing this in the future and then uh, good point yes having prepared content for <laughs> this final awkward <laughs> meandering exit point uh, well, thank you for listening mm. uh, don't forget to check out the website for flower related frivolities yes that's Adequate literation. Um and what else do people say on podcasts? Mm. Uh like and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, apparently iTunes review iTunes reviews are a big thing for oh, yes. the algorithms. Good. Don't know how they work. <laughs> uh do all that stuff. Yes. So Jeez. thank you and Thanks. see you next time.
1: See you then.